Five, Australia's number one pop culture podcast and web series. I'm your host, Todd Bailey. Joining me tonight... Wake up and on Pots and Pans. Hello, Spunky. Hello. That's a very high hello. How are you today, mate? I'm, I'm worn out, so it's been a very, very long week. I'm having a great week, man. You have, you're very high. I'm, very I'm, happy. I'm, I'm happy. I'm I don't mean high life. as in... No, no, no. No, no, it's more like... <laughs> <laughs> we don't... We don't do that. Do I'm you? high on life. I got a promotion this week. I Good got a job you. that I've been going, and wanting to get. You have, and to celebrate, we had Chinese, you and I tonight. I, and, and I was telling you that it seems like after every achievement or every big thing that I end up doing, that I celebrate with Chinese. Like, as a kid, we, we only had Chinese, like, once or twice a year, and yes. it was for special occasions. And I guess that's kind of filtered down. Uh, in, in my life, you know, like when I got yeah. my license to drive, you had Chinese. I had Chinese. When they did this and that, I had Chinese. And tonight, I had Chinese. We had Chinese. It was yeah. a, it was a lovely meal. It was wonderful. I could share it with you. I was yeah. halfway through it by the time you actually told me the story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the the very last night that I wrapped on directing my first feature film, I had Chinese. You know what? Yeah, I drink scotch. To yeah. Celebrate. Do you? Which means I'm constantly celebrating something, Jim. <laughs> Are you, are you I'll, celebrating tonight? I will crack something out soon and I'll celebrate. Ching I, I have no idea what I'm celebrating, but it'll be something. Um, we, um, I might be celebrating the fact that there's been some awesome news in the geek world this week. This uh, week first yes. off the bat, I want to have a quick chat yep. about uh, Disney. Yeah. The House of Mouse Ginge. They yes. have announced that they are filming um, some 40 something episodes worth. Of like Daredevil and Luke Cage, these are yeah. the the, the, like the Marvel the, series, yeah, the, the Netflix, Netflix exclusives. Yep. yep. So, uh, so this week, Bob Iger, uh, along with the uh, the mayor of New York City mm-hmm. and Joe Casada, got together in New York to announce it, and it's all going to be filmed in New York. Which so that's is fantastic. As soon as I heard that, I went, "Wow, that's." I mean, this is this is something that's being paid for exclusively for a Netflix series. You yeah, know, it's not yeah. going to be on commercial or pay. Television in America. And filming the whole thing in New York, which yeah. is kind of surprising too, because you think, here's Disney moving everything from Marvel or wanting to move Marvel out of New uh, York to, yeah. to, to LA, yeah, just yeah. like uh, Warner Brothers are doing. Yes, yes. And then they turn around and go, oh, by the way, we're filming all this in New York, the spiritual home of comics, the spiritual mm. home of Marvel. Yeah. Because all the Marvel uh, characters are pretty much New York based yeah, in, yeah. in most of the comic books. Yep, yep. And it works perfect because, you know, Daredevil, Hell's Kitchen. Yes. Um, the only problem same is. Same with Luke Cage. The only problem is that, like, Hell's Kitchen now is, like, really exclusive. It's Gentrified, isn't it? Yeah. It's not as it is in the comics, but mm. I'm sure they'll find like parts of, of you oh know, yeah, uh, oh yeah, New York, Brooklyn, well, or somewhere yeah, like that's look, filming. Look, in. look at all those, uh, all the uh, uh, Law and Orders. They're all still filmed in New York. You know, they are. That's it, right. it, it, it gives that that look of it that you can't fake in a a backlot. No, you can't. You but I, think, I just think it's absolutely fantastic that they're going ahead with yeah. it. They're going to see great content. Like, I'm a Daredevil fan, and yes. I know it cops a lot of flack, that yep. original movie, Ben yep. Affleck movie. Yep. Um, I loved it. I, Kevin I Smith, stand by it. Kevin Smith went on the record uh, only recently and said that he still loves that movie. Yeah, and yet Ben Affleck um, said it, it was a regret for him, that whole movie. But yeah, well. I don't know why. I, I enjoyed I know, it. I enjoyed it, yeah. But um, I'm going to see more Daredevil stuff. That's yes. fantastic. I'm interested to see the whole uh, mm. Luke Cage yeah. um, you know, take, how they do that. And then, then they, the, after all those series are done, they're going to join them all together. Yeah, you know? like a combined universe. Yeah. So, I mean, look, honestly, Marvel are just ticking all the boxes for me with these. Uh, not so much with their comics, I'll be mm. honest. Yeah? I'm not digging the oh, comics. Really? Apart, apart from Superior Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, I'm loving that. Um, but I'm not uh, do you, do you I'm think not a fan of, of a lot of their comic book titles at the moment. Because it looks like they're really planning ahead and, you know, really know where they're going with small screen and big screen. Do you think they're maybe concentrating on that too much and kind of letting 
the mainstream comics. Well, you've got to remember, it's different divisions. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think at the moment, I, and I'm, I'm putting it out there, I think the people who are running the comic side of things, mm. which is Joe Casada, you've got Alex Alonso, uh, Dan Buckley, yeah. right? They're all up there, high ups in the in the publishing side of things. Yep. I think it's time they moved on. We've got some fresh blood in Marvel. You think they're, um, they're just trying to do the same tirey you know, well, you concepts look, they, over and over They again. got rid of um, uh, Paul Levitz from mm. DC. Mm. In come Bob Harris, former Marvel editor-in-chief. Yep. And out of that, working with Dan DiDio and Jeff Johns, we had the 52 they've, relaunch. They've, they've spawned something creative, different. I yeah. tell you what, I still read predominantly DC titles. Yeah. The majority of my customers, well, like the biggest seller in our store, yeah. DC titles. And the graphic novels just fly off the shelf. And it's surprising when Marvel is such a big hit well, off you, the, you have a look. Off, you know, onto big screen, small screen. You've been in the, in the store. Yeah. You've seen we've got a massive section devoted to yeah. Marvel trying yeah, yeah. to get it to move. We yeah. have for, what, over 12 months you've got, now. Yeah, you've got a larger space on the wall for it's, Marvel it's, than DC. It's larger than DC. Yeah. Um, yet DC continually sells, wow, and man. Marvel is just a slow seller. That's, and that's, it's not just me. I talk to other comic shop owners, and, yeah. and they're the same. They said ever since like Marvel tried their relaunch, sales have dropped. That's interesting, man. Yeah. Like, I guess they just haven't really... Just connected with the audience. Just haven't nailed it. But I'll tell you what, something that I'm interested in checking out, which mm. was announced this week, uh, we, we talked last week about Guardians of the Galaxy, yes. the trailer and everything else. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Marvel have announced that Rocket Raccoon is getting a comic of his own. Oh, what? Yeah, but guess who's doing it? Who? Scotty Young, the guy who's been doing all the artwork for the um, Oz books. Oh, okay. Uh, and he used to do a bit of Venom and stuff like that as well oh, back okay. in the day. Yeah. I'm a fan of Scotty Young. He's got a very cartoony style. Yep, yep. Um, he's also doing these shirts uh, you can buy for Free Comic Book Day oh, cool. this year. Uh, they're Scotty Young edition uh, shirts promoting oh, cool. Free Comic Book Day. Yeah. Um, but he's doing Rocket Raccoon, so I think mm. that is fantastic. Now, it's launching in July, just ahead of the big screen debut of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's his first time full gig writing and illustrating a Marvel title, Scotty. Mm-hmm. Now, he's he's uh, been an artist there for Marvel for quite a few years. Okay. But this time he gets to write it and draw it. So if you're a fan of Rocket Raccoon, um, yeah, check out. The, there's a teaser image we posted. Look, we posted the story. Yep. Uh, a link to comic book resources, and uh, there's a story there. And there's also a piece of artwork showing oh, cool. his Rocket Raccoon. It looks pretty freaking awesome, I reckon. Oh, it, yeah. It's it's a very cartoony. I wouldn't say Disney inspired look, but it's a very cartoony, almost like an indie I like sort it. of look. I about love it. it. it? I think it's fantastic. I'll probably be picking that one up. Just to have a yeah. crack. Um, now, this brings me back to it. I want to have a quick chat. Now, Rocket Raccoon, Bill Mantlo uh, was a co-creator, and he worked for Marvel for many, many years. He had a very... It was injured badly in a horrible hit and run. Oh, really? About 20 years ago, I think it was. Oh, 20, 30 years ago. So he's in constant care, as yeah. in, like, he's, um, he's, he's under constant medical care, and his family has to look out for him. Now, there were a number of people carrying on and saying, oh, we ought to boycott the Guardians of the Galaxy moving until Marvel... Looks after Bill Mantlo and all this kind of stuff. Now, yeah. his brother has actually come out and gone, okay, let's set the record straight. Yep. Marvel have actually compensated us very, very well, very generously. Yeah. Uh, because of the t- the details, like yeah. the, the, the the contract, he couldn't go into details. I guess it's like a non-disclosure agreement. Yeah. yeah. But he, he came out and he said they have been more than generous. Um, yeah. They are constantly in touch, especially with the release of the movie and all the toy lines and everything yeah. else, because he was the co- um, he was the co-creator Creator of Rocket of Raccoon, yeah. uh, Bill Mantlo. Anyway, 
they um, he said, "Can you please back off?" And you know, huh. and he actually essentially had a bit of a dig at the people organising these so-called petitions online. Yeah. And that. yeah. He said, "You don't know the facts. You're going off half cocked." Yeah. This is the situation. You're causing a, a, yeah. an issue where there isn't one. Yeah. yeah. Back off. Yeah. Um, and and so you know, I think that's fantastic that uh, his brother has come out and said Marvel is actually yeah. looking after Bill quite well, and and a lot of money's. Gone towards his his constant medical mm. care because he, he's in full time medical care after he's hit uh, he got hit and uh, essentially left for dead yeah, sure. uh, quite a few years ago. But anyway, very like very sad. Yeah, and he was a prolific writer for Marvel. He actually had left Marvel at that stage to become a an attorney, I think, to, oh. like a public defence yeah. attorney. Uh, he was doing work out in that kind of field anyway. But yeah, then he got hit uh, and left for dead. But um, Did, he's still he going. Re- but was he the real daredevil? No, he wasn't the real Daredevil, mate. Sure? I'm pretty sure. Um, there you go. But he was co-creator of You've of never Rocket seen Raccoon. Daredevil and him in the same room at the same time. Don't you start. Anyway, but that just proves something, doesn't it? All these people who go kicking off online petitions against Marvel or DC or, or whatever anyone, else. anyone, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and, and you look at it and you just go, you don't always know the f- full story. Wait until the family comes out. And if yeah. the family's behind it going, we got screwed over, then open your mouths and do an online petition. I, I understand these people are probably doing it for the best reasons and they're only doing it, you know, because they see something happening that they don't feel is right. But like you say, they don't know the full story. You know, and, and, and I can understand why Marvel or Disney, for this, that matter, didn't go out and make a big show of it going, yeah. hey, guess what? We gave him millions of dollars. You don't do that. It's, yeah. not, you know, it's not smart business. Um, so, there, anyway, that, was, that, that happened this week. So, yeah, his brother came out and said, back off. Yep. You, now, this is the details. Yeah. Well, this is the, the situation. Yep. You know, um, stop it. Yeah. So, yeah, so there uh, you go. Other comic news this week. Yeah. Uh, Boom Studios released a... That's a teaser image, it's isn't it? It's a teaser image. It's all, you, you, all you've been able to see. Eric Powell has yeah. illustrated a teaser image of what appears to be big trouble in, in Little, Little China. China. That actually looks pretty freaking cool, Olsen. It, it, it's from the mouth to about the, the shins. I know. You, you know, it's, it's obviously Kurt Russell from... Big trouble in Little China, you know. You, you can't, it's you his know, shirt, it's, it's his jeans. It's not that hard to tell. Eric Powell, of course, the uh, creator of the Goon mm-hmm. over there at Dark Horse, and um, this is great. I tell you what, Gene Jono, for a fact, you'll be snapping that up if Boom does launch that. Yeah, and to go along with our Kurt Russell part of the podcast, you were telling me that uh, Funko are releasing specialised action figures. They are the people who do your um, your little pop heroes yeah. and all that kind of stuff. The Funko pop heroes. Yep. Well, they've got a line they're called Reenaction. I think they are because uh, action I, figures. I saw this last week and I went, I wonder who's going to be bringing this out. Escape from LA or Escape mm. from New York. I yep. think they are. They've yep. got the Snake Plissken uh, action figures. Yes, yes. You've got two different types there, two different styles. Mm-hmm. Then you've got uh, Predator. They've done yeah. a bu- uh, and they've got a bunch of different Predator ones. Terminator. Terminator exoskeleton. Um, what else? Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. And one that is going to float your boat, the Rocketeer. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. So I haven't seen that one. Check them on out. Yeah, Funko are doing those. There are oh, a range shit. of figurines coming out from those fine folk. They look fantastic. All I saw was just a blister pack. And, and with, they look old-fashioned. With Snake Plissken on it. I went, shit, it's yeah. The, it's the old-fashioned-looking you know, cardboard yeah. backing with the little yeah. plastic thing with the figurine. Not you know, not today, like a lot of action figures have these big over-the-top packaging. Boxes like all plastic. And stuff, and yeah. Not these ones. These are harken back. They look like classic action figures and, from the 80s. And, and then classic artwork yeah, on it yeah. as well. They when, do. They're, they're a throwback yeah. to the 80s. When I saw it, I thought, is this some fan interpretation of figures or something? I'm glad that we're going to be able to get our hands on I've already placed the order for them for, uh, for the store. I'll put them down for me, Snake Plissken, Rocketeer. I may have already done that, Spanky. <laughs> I know you. I'm like a crack dealer. I know what you'll take. 
That's more like marijuana, Ginger. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm on to the hardcore stuff. You action see, figures, all man. Here is a... We start you out on comics, then we work your way up to action figures before yeah. we hit, um, like, shooting an eight ball. It's... That's where we get the big high-end collectibles for you. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> You're an idiot. More comic news. Now, we know that DC have announced Batman Eternal, which is a weekly comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talked about that before, a couple of podcasts ago. Yes. The orders are already in for that. It ships in like a month and a half. Um, then they announced that there was a um, another series kicking off, mm-hmm. weekly series. Another Where one? it's um, like a future, DC future series. Now, Ned, do you think that is going to be the one that you were telling me about with Spoiler last week? Or do you think uh, that Eternal, Batman no, Eternal well, is going to be... Uh, Column A, Column B, don't not, know not yet. Not quite really sure. Not sure. Okay. Then they've turned around and they've announced yet a third weekly series. Yeah. Um, now, it's, uh, it, it's, it's going to be... They haven't given it an actual name yet. Yeah. The other one I was talking about was the new 52 Futures End and you've got Batman Eternal. Yeah. Now, this one, uh, like I say, they have, don't have a name for it, but it is a third series kicking off in October that will be set in the current DCU timeline. Yeah. Uh, it'll have direct implications on what's happening in the five years later storyline, okay? All right. Uh, so there's a whole level of connectivity there That's... between all three books. Okay. But I'll yeah. tell you what, this is, you think, four issues a month? Yeah, a week, yeah, out. a okay, weekly issue, weekly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially four issues a month. Mm-hmm. If you want to get all of these, that is an extra 12 Books a month you have to pick oh, up on shit, top of man. your your regular books. And how much are they going to be each? Uh, apparently, they're holding the line at two ninety nine US. So still, it's a it's a bit of dollar. Yeah, so it's a few dollars. So what five bucks Australian? Oh, it depends where you shop yeah. here in Australia. It could yeah. be you know about four bucks. Okay, over here maybe even a little bit less. Yeah, uh, but still, you're looking that's a, that's at still a lot of money. Twelve extra books a month for at least twelve months. When most of us only get well, well a handful. A, yeah, you yeah. know. Uh, but yeah, so that's, it's a lot to ask from the fans, and, and I posted that news this week, and I said, yeah. I put it out there, you know, do you reckon our wallets well are cope? And I've had customers coming in saying to me, I'm really interested, because they've got great creative teams already announced. Uh, yeah, on I'd love to get Scott onto Snyder's them. Scott Snyder's doing yeah. a lot of the writing for Batman Eternal. Yeah. And um, yeah, a lot of fans are like, I really want to pick it up, but oh, it's weekly. On top of all the books I'm getting, I don't know whether I can justify it. And they're going to have to wait for a trade. And not only if, that. If, if it gets done. Well, they will eventually collect it as yeah. trades, but even then, you're going to have a hand, like that's a pile right. of trades. That's right, yeah. The other thing, mm. DC have announced that September's another special month. Well, well, it is our birthday, so obviously they're going to be doing <laughs> oh, something special right, for Jesus. us. Um, what, are, what are DC doing for us for our special day? Hopefully it's a couple of girls dressed up as superhero, you know, DC superheroines. Eh? <laughs> Not that we can do anything because we've both got missuses. We yes. can look, but we can't touch. Yes, we can get our appetite, but go home to eat. Oh, some of, we're going to get hate mail, and I know I, two I, women who are going to send the hate mail no, no, to us. No, no, I have been told that. Oh, okay. I have been told okay. that. I'm allowed to look but not touch. Yes? Yes, yes. I'm allowed to get my appetite but eat at home. Ah, there you go. Yes. Fantastic. There's other innuendos I could make I, here, but I'm, I'm not going to I, because I do, you know what? Our ladies listen to the show. And, and you know what? I like takeaway food, so that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's an issue. <laughs> You're an idiot. Junk food. Anyway. Yeah. September... Uh, September, Our birthdays. Like, like in 2011, they launched the new DC-52. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 12 months later in September mm. uh, 2012, they mm. had the whole uh, zero issue. Yes. 12 months later, we had the Villains Month, and they had all the lenticular covers. Yeah. Remember what a fucking nightmare that was? Fucking DC okay. and those Well, covers. guess what? What? They're coming back 
They're doing this September. Lenticular covers again, apparently. The 3D covers 3D again. 3D covers again. Fuck you, DC! I know. I'm not happy about it either. I'm a retailer. i got to deal uh, with this shit again. You had nothing but problems. Uh, every reta- nothing but problems. Every retailer you were, worldwide you had... Were, you were... At the, when you first heard of it, I remember you going, this is going to be fucking great, man. By the end of it? By the time that yes. fucking... Well, it, was, it carried on into October. Yes. We were still tearing our hair out trying to fill order, back orders for customers. Because they it. didn't print enough copies, That's remember? Right. Even yeah. though we'd ordered enough, they didn't yep. fill them. That's... So anyway, it's happening all again this September, oh. but um, apparently it, the storylines will actually be, they flash forward something like five, a year ahead or five Just years ahead. Just for that one month? Just for that one month. They're all future stories. Right. Okay. And they're going to have lenticular covers as part oh. of that whole storyline. That's something to look forward to if you're a diehard DC fan this Are you looking September. forward to it as a fan or as a, as as a, a retailer? As a Answer retail- the question. No, as a retailer, I'm fucking dreading it. Hopefully they learnt from last year and they don't fuck it up as bad this year. As a reader? I'm still kind of looking forward to a little it. A bit hopeful? Yeah. yeah. As long as they're not, like, you know, you know, Villains Month, we had, like, Batman and we had three or four issues for the month. And then, But you were saying that those those issues were kind of a little some bit... Of, some of them were shit. Some of them were good. Some of them were crap. Yeah. As long as they stick to just, like, say, you know, you get Batman, you're yep. going to get Batman. Like, yep. Batman, it's a lenticular cover and it's a story set... Five years in the future. Or a year in Batman. the future, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Boom, done, dusted, tick, yep. I'll be a happy boy. Yep. Okay? If they turn around, we're going, we're doing Batman 35... Point one, point two, point three, point four, and they're all lenticular covers. And yeah. right, I'm going to tear my hair out. And it's going to be. The I will. Cl- I will go over there and I will kick Dan DeDio and Bob <laughs> Harris in the nuts. It's going to be a four issue arc of the Clock King. You will hear a. <laughs> oi, Dan. Oi, oi, Bob. You. Good eye. <laughs> no, actually, no, no. <laughs> if they sorry. sound like that, I'd have them travel far. S- sorry, howdy. Bang! Oh, all me plums! <laughs> all me ghoulies! Yeah, I don't think they'd call them plums or ghoulies. I think they'd be all like... All me balls! Oh, my God, he kicked Andy Dio in the balls! Um, and then you'd be running down the, the hallway going... <laughs> <laughs> You're an idiot. How the yeah. fuck am I going to get home from fucking New York now? New York? Um, there you go. That's a bit of news there for you if you're a DC fan. So, as I said, big things happening this week. That's interesting, man, for a September... I know. Um, yeah. Ginger, it's time to be a little bit sad on this podcast. Yes. Can I have the sad music? It is very, with very heavy hearts that we do have to talk about the passing of one of our childhood uh, favourites, mate. Yeah, heroes. Uh, he was, he was a hero. Inspirational to, person. Yeah, because um, we both grew up on Ghostbusters. I am, of course, talking about the tragic passing of Harold Ramis, age, uh, 69 years of age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Died in Chicago, surrounded by his family a week ago. Uh, mate, very sad, and I tell you, I actually sent it to you. It was like, what, 5.30 in the morning? Yeah. I, I texted you and said, yeah. oh, my God, he, Passed away. Yeah. Um, so it was very sad to hear, and and the whole shop all week long was just people coming in, first thing out of their mouths. Isn't that sad about Harold Ramis? And, and you know what? F- for me, mm-hmm. I've never really felt this way towards a, a, a famous person dying before. Uh, it, it kind of struck me as a little bit personal. This, I guess. Isn't that funny? I do. I have a little statement because Brendan, I caught yeah. up with our uh, sidekick Brendan. Now he couldn't be on the podcast now, but he yeah. wrote a little statement out now. Yeah. I must be honest, Lowy's got lovely handwriting, so I shouldn't have any trouble reading. It's quite feminine. This is this is Brendan's words, okay? Because he couldn't be here tonight okay, to express let, them. Let, let, let's, let's let just the imagine mu- this in Brendan's let, voice. Let the music uh, take you away. I'd just like to pass on my deepest sympathy to Harold Ramis's family and to Ghostbusters fan across the globe. I, like many fans, was devastated when I heard the news of Harold's passing. His role as Egon in Ghostbusters, not to mention his role in creating the Ghostbusters, is something I will always be thankful for. 
His passing is the first time one of my childhood heroes has left us, and the feeling is not one I want to feel again for a very long time. Rest in peace, Dr. Spengler. I will always take your advice and never cross the streams. That's uh, that's a little statement there from Brendan Lowe, the Geek Speak psychic. And, mate, same yeah. feelings here. Like, he was a childhood hero. And, le- and let's not forget that he was also a writer and a director Stripes, in his own right. Stripes, all that kind of stuff. Him and Bill Murray had a lot of movies together, yes. you know. Um, worked on the National Lampoon's movies yeah. and all that kind of stuff. He did Multiplicity with, with Michael Keaton. Did he? Was he behind? I, he yeah, was that's behind one I didn't that. know. Multiplicity, that yeah. was an awesome film. I and remember, that. he was in that movie as well as a, a, as a as a doctor. Yeah. Yep. Apparently, um, he'd also been working on a number of TV series in that in, the la- in later years. Um, he'd been uh, directing, uh, apparently, some of The Office, the American version of oh, The really? Office. He'd been on working stuff like that. But anyway, he... Groundhog um, Day as well, too. He made some amazing films, and he worked on a lot of amazing films. But uh, I did read that um, he, he worked with John Belushi for uh, Second yes, City yes, in yes. Chicago. Yep. And he, someone said, you know, what was it like working with Belushi? He said, I realised when I first saw John Belushi on stage that I could never be the kind of comedian that I'd always hoped to be. Like, yep. He said Belushi would throw himself... Into the into it, he'd throw yeah. himself off stage just to get a laugh. Like yeah. physically, throw himself off the stage. Yep, yep, he'd yep. go over the top. He'd you know launch into the crowd and everything else. Yeah. And he said, "I couldn't do it." So I, I then changed my style to be more the straight man and yep. the writer. Yep. And that's how we know how it ranges. Yeah, today. We, do. we do. But they worked together on a number of things. That's and um, yeah, and, and uh, well, as we all know the story, John uh, was originally meant to be in Ghostbusters, but had passed away by that time. And then Slimer was based; at, it was kind of always joked about that he the, was the, the ghost of John Belushi. Yeah, be, being the character from from uh, Animal, Animal House. House. Yeah, there you go. Bluto Blutarski actually was that character, Jim. There yeah. you go. But anyway, very sad. And uh, the the amount of images that we've seen on the net this week, touching little cartoon or uh, artistic homages yes. to Harold Ramis have been and they're all been Ghostbusters themed and they've just been wonderful but well, like I said very sad passing Harold Ramis 69 years of age he won't be appearing in Ghostbusters 3 now but uh, although some uh, cheeky wags did say well he could appear as one of the ghosts Wait, you know, that, that's been a bit of a too soon too soon, too um, soon. He, he was behind Armed and Dangerous the movie that you loved with John Candy was he and, really? And Eugene Levy. He had, a, mate, he had a big career. Story and screenplay, he did that. Um, have you seen the photos they've erected? Um, well, people have left trinkets at the front of the, the Ghostbusters house, the New, the New York fire station. Yep, yep. I've left Twinkies, Crunch Bars. And um, what was a little bit disappointing is overnight, um, I guess the trash collectors have come past and taken everything away. So today they had to go in and... And people have left flowers and stuff oh. again today. It's kind of a bit sad, but I can understand that. I guess they, they these guys working as rubbish collectors probably didn't realise. Didn't realise, no. Yeah. There you go. Uh, as I say, very sad. But yeah. Time to move along with some other news. Right, TV casting news. Going back to DC Comics and Warner Brothers mm-hmm. on this one. Uh, three actors have been added to the uh, CW's iZombie pilot now, uh, for those who aren't in the know. iZombie, uh, of course, came out through Vertigo Comics, okay. uh, which is an imprint of DC. Yep, yep. So the three actors who have been added to the uh, iZombie pilot are Malcolm Goodwin, Alexandra Kronzny, and David Anders. Now, Kronzny, these are, God Kronz- bless you. Kronzny, no, <laughs> smartass. Uh, these are the first cast announcements for the Vertigo adaptation. Uh, in contention for a spot in the CW's 2014-2015 schedule. So they're shooting it in the hopes to get I it zombie. in schedule. I zombie. Based on the comic? Yes, based on the comic. Uh, notably, none of the character names are actually from the comics. Now, it was a 28-issue... Oh, yeah. Uh, they're not taken from the source material, which is a little bit weird. Now, the Hello, Daryl. 
Yeah. Um, now, uh, that series was 28 issues long and, of course, done by Chris Robinson and Mike Allred. Okay, cool. Fan favourite, Mike Allred. The iZombie pilot is written by Veronica Mars, creator Rob Thomas, and frequent collaborator Diane Ruggiero. Yeah. The CW is already home to DC Comics adaptation Arrow and also has The Flash as a pilot's it's in for next season, the, yeah. the pilot, spinning out of Green Arrow season, what's that, mm. season two? And, of course, we're also getting uh, Gotham, uh, the TV series as well. So they're kind of pumping out the TV side of things, but sadly letting themselves down on the movie side I, of things, the, the, it's, uh, the yeah. family at Warner Brothers. Like, like we, uh, we said with Marvel, how they seem to have a distinct plan and know where the, the goalposts are. I think DC are just kicking... And hoping shit sticks on the wall, you know? <laughs> kicking stuff in the... Du- you know, kicking dust in the wind and yeah. just waiting to see what happens. Yeah, man. Um, but anyway, yeah. And also, uh, I don't know whether you heard, but the, um, NBC's set to revive Heroes. Yeah, um, Heroes Reborn. As a miniseries. Now, what's it... it- is it is it a reboot of it, or I, what are they doing with it? It's a miniseries. I haven't heard too much more this week, but I have heard of, uh, a couple of customers come in, and they've been talking about it in store, and they're yeah. all g'd up about it. And I said, well, I don't think I actually ever got around to finishing No, I didn't. The last se- season, because it died off so bad, it, it got rubbish. I, I, got, I got about four episodes into it, because mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I had, uh, had copies of the first four episodes, and I'm like, yeah, this is great, and I watched them all in one night. And then I said, yeah, I really want to stay in, ch- in tune with this this show and then kind of forgot it about it. It just died off, didn't it? Uh, now, apparently, NBC has uh, ordered 13 episodes of an event miniseries. Now, it's going to air next year uh, with Tim Kring at the helm. He's the uh, series creator, so he's back for it. Yeah. Um, now, uh, there have been rumours last year that it was looking to rev- being to be revived. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, they're going to do 13 episodes. I guess we'll see how it goes from there. I guess I guess if we're getting a distinct start and a distinct end, then we can get a story with a distinct start and a distinct <laughs> like, middle and end? Boom. Hopefully. Let's, let's, fingers crossed that's the way they go. Lost! Uh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Just a little uh, side note. You know, the chick who played uh, the cheerleader, Claire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hayden Pantieri. She's yeah. in that new show that, like... Uh, What's it called? Nashville. Nashville? Yeah, and guess what? She has actually released a... Uh, a country, country album. Country album, or at least a, a hit single. Really? I saw it the other day. She actually can sing, yeah. believe it or not. Um, yeah, yeah, so she, she's kind of spun out of from, from Heroes and yeah. gone into other things, like, uh, you know, as I said, acting in Nashville and now a country singer as well. Is um, Now, because we, we hear all this about Heroes, there's been a lot of speculation about Firefly. I look honestly. Do you think that's just just the brown just, coats going? Oh, give me another yeah, fucking Yeah, they, they will episode. always want it. They will always want it. And you know why they probably won't get it? Because yeah. you know Joss Whedon's too busy working for Marvel Disney that's, at the that's, moment. That's the problem. Too, he's think, too busy in the in the big pointy end of the business. Well, it's going to get a na- he's got a name for himself working with these big companies. Yeah. Um, one day when it all falls to hell or whatever, and he he's done what he wants to do. Yeah. he may then turn around, and come back and do Firefly. In but, the meantime, but, would you give up Disney Marvel money? Big dollars, big checks to go and do Firefly again or well, Serenity? No, you wouldn't. And, and and the thing is, you've got to get the, all those actors back. Yeah, and but that's not a hard thing. But That's but, not a hard thing. No, no, no. But it, it's, it's been a long period between Firefly and Serenity and now Serenity to now. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, but still, I mean, like, fans are still running there and stuff oh, yeah. it up. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's a new comic series released, we're up to issue two of, um, you know, the, the new series out of Dark Horse Comics. Still sells like hotcakes, the merchandise still yeah. sells well. Well, I guess it's like us. A, we would still go see a Blues Brothers movie or a Ghostbusters movie if the, if the original oh, guy is still made yeah. it. Hell yeah, but yeah. don't get me wrong, like I say, he will come back to it one day. I'm sure, look, guaranteed, it's a moneymaker, but... 
He's not going to do that to sacrifice no. the work at Disney and Marvel. No way. If he did, he'd be a fool because, honestly, it's all business. He, he's and, Go where the dollars are. And he's setting himself up to maybe have a point where he can dictate to them, this is what I want to do. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. I mean, yeah. once he proves that uh, he can bring you know, bums on seats yeah. and everything else at the cinema, of course he will. Yeah. He'll turn around and um, he'll be able to dictate a few more terms. Uh, Jerry Bruckheimer. Now, look at all the billions yes. of dollars he's, ra- he's bought in for, for Disney. For Disney. And now... Oh. And now now, this year, he left Disney. Now, part of the reason behind it, apparently, is because he's a massive hockey fan. Yes. Ice hockey fan. Yes. He wanted to make an ice hockey movie. Yep. Said to Disney, look, I've done all this for you. Yeah. And they turn around, I want to, oh, can you finance this movie? Mm. I'm sure he could probably finance it himself, but he, you know, yeah. he's doing it the Hollywood way. Yep. Get the studio to finance it. They turn around and went, no, nah, not for hockey. We're, we're not interested in hockey. We sold the Mighty Ducks years ago. Exactly. You know? But... The actual hockey team, not we're talking about the movie serial, but <laughs> the Mighty Ducks. Who would ever sell that off? That's just fucking gold. <laughs> you still love that, don't you? And the comics. You and, still, the, and the cartoon show. You loved it, didn't you? I did. But anyway, what I'm saying is, um, Jerry Bruckheimer... He can't get a movie made that he wants to m- be made, made. That's right. What... How... How's the rest of us ever going to be able to make a movie we want to be made? Well, sadly, Hollywood aren't making very many great original movies nowadays, wow. are they? I got I got a good new idea for a uh, a movie. It's called Red. It's based on a comic. <laughs> I think you've heard the comic. I'm yeah. thinking of getting maybe Bruce Willis to be in the movie. Mm. You'd fit straight into Hollywood, Ginger. Yeah. Straight into Hollywood. Hmm. That'd be an idea. What about a movie called Spider Man? Spider Man. Yeah, it's it's about mm. a guy who has the powers of a spider, and he's a man. Don't think well, I don't think audiences will go for it. No. What no. if he was a teenager? Spider teenager. Says so he's not a man. No, he's a teenager. He's at high school. <clears throat> he could be moody and stuff. He could be. Yeah, he could be. He could. He could sometimes he could be emo. Sometimes. He could be emo. No, no, sure his friend could be emo. Pretty sure I've seen a uh, Tobey Maguire movie like that. Huh. Hmm. Now, I think we should stop the podcast right about here, stop mate. Stop the presses. Stop the press. Um, can the uh, ladies and gentlemen with the cake at the front please bring the cake in through there's the front door? Why is, there, why is there a cake? Look, there's a huge cake. Look, it's it's like six foot tall and like three foot wide. Bring it around here. Around here. Is there a Hope. lady in this cake? Happy birthday, Kaboom! Yes, that's right. Uh, happy birthday, Kaboom Comics. Celebrated 10 years they've been going, 2004 to 2014. The spiritual home, the recording home of Geeks Big Live. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, that's fantastic. It's great. Thanks to all the customers that have come in. Thanks to the Geeks Speak crew who have supported the store as well, coming and buying their stuff to be able to talk about on the show. And as the owner of Kaboom, I must say, cheers. All the grey hairs have been worth it over the last 10 years. So, Con- Congratulations, man. I mean, that's that's not a... Look, look, you know, all, all craziness and, and, and joking aside, that's a pretty big fucking achievement, man. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, I've aged from doing this for 10 years. Yeah, but I mean, like, like this is, you know, in, in all respect, Toowoomba is a small town. It's a, it's a and, regional city. And it's not, you know, there's not a big basis... For kids wanting or people in general to buy comics, we've turned and that I, around. I think you, you've you've really turned this town into a comic loving community. You Thank know? you, sir. That's so, what happens. It's like it's like cocaine. You give them a little taste for it. <laughs> free comic book day. Run that for a couple of years. <laughs> boom. They're all mine, Jim. F- free samples. All mine. F- free samples at ten o'clock in the morning and at and at no. four o'clock in the afternoon. They w- they want to buy the real stuff. That's the right. They're stuff. coming in. You know, I've got a you know. I, I got another fix. Out. I send my agents out with trench coats on with a couple of graphic novels trapped to the inside. You know, want to buy a bit of origin? Mm-hmm. You're, like, you're like, here you go. Here's some Valiant. Here's some Ninja. <laughs> Get this into you. Here's some, some, uh, <laughs> here's some Shadow Man. Here's some... Yeah, well, you wouldn't say here's some Time Walker because they fucking haven't brought him back out. <laughs> 
When are they bringing him back out? I man? don't know, Ginge. Listen, man, where can people go along to find our stuff? They can see us at facebook.com forward slash geekspeaktv, youtube.com forward slash geekspeakaustralia, at geekspeakau and geekspeakau at gmail. Dot com. We better go get ready because we're heading off to the big smoke down in Brisbane. We are. Uh, sidekick Brendan and I get to go for a ride in the 1989 Tim Burton Batmobile. And I get to strap my cameras all over it. Uh, uh, oh. Well, I don't know if, well, I'm going to do it. I don't know if we're actually going to be allowed. Well, you're going to be filming it all. Mm. And then we're catching up with the sidekicks that night and hopefully we might even get a special podcast out of it. We'll wait and see how we go. Otherwise, we'll be talking about it on the next podcast. You want a slice of this cake before we go? Oh, hell yes, please. Hang on, don't, don't, don't put it in that far. She... There was a lady inside there, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Ooh, red velvet. Yeah, it, it, yeah I, I, it's raspberry topping on the ice cream cake. Yeah. Happy birthday, man. Thank you, sir. Once again, thanks to my co-host with the most. Wake up, and on pots and pans. I've been your host, Todd Bailey. You've been listening to Geek Speak Live, Australia's number one pop culture podcast and web series. Stay geeky. Stay geeky.